You're listening to a One Fine Baby podcast. One Fine Baby acknowledges the traditional owners of land and water that this podcast is recorded on and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. How many times have you winced your way through that cold cup of coffee just for the caffeine kick? Or tripped over the same toy you've put away 10 times? We have toothpaste on our t-shirt and tiny humans screaming our name. The Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast is here to bring you the real side of parenting and serve up the juiciest survival hacks for this season of life that you can implement today. Top of the morning to you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I skewed Irish then. At least you can do the Irish I just looked at you. I'm Irish and I can't even do it. Well, I'm a bit Irish too. I'll have you know. Yes, I am. I knew I liked you The McKinnon kiln goes back to Ireland, Scottish and Irish, yes. Well, welcome back to the Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast. Hot Mess is right. This yes. is Olivia. And Nadine. <laughs> and we're so excited to have Olivia back this week. Oh, she's back from the long road. How oh, my it? gosh. Tell it, me everything. Yeah. Okay, summary. Next time we will fly to Noosa. Yes. <laughs> That's the summary. That's the real short version. Um, the children were good considering all the time in the car. Yeah. Um, but they were also shit considering all the time in the car. Yes, so, um, yeah, it. Uh, don't do road trips with kids under five. That's my takeaway. Fair enough. Well, we certainly missed you in the office. It uh, was pretty quiet. Listen, I wouldn't normally say this. I don't after a trip to Fiji, but I missed you too. Oh, <laughs> listen, Fiji wow, is that my... is big. She no, but... never admits that stuff to me. Oh, wow, I'm going to take that wiggle recording. Yeah. This. yeah, well, you've got it on record. Yeah. So yeah, Queensland was great. The weather was bad half the time. So I'm like, I don't believe all these Queenslanders now who are like, Queensland, the sun's always shining. It's yeah. not. It's just I'll coming into that. Something's gone on. It's very cloudy and humid and it's very cloudy and humid yeah and the fire warnings and all that kind of stuff is happening i just hope we don't have one of those christmases again with all the bad stuff mm. speaking of christmas how are you going with the shopping well i nailed it on black friday sales oh great yes i took a margarita to bed because you know <laughs> i can't do wine <laughs> um did you know i had a sulfate allergy i did I developed a sulfate allergy so, so I that can't means drink no wine. wine or champagne i don't know if i've heard a sadder sentence <laughs> Oh, but like I have lots of vodka and oh, that's right. oh, it's not She that makes bad, up for the lack of wine with lots of vodka. That's good to know. Yeah, but that's a thing. Um, yeah, so I, I'm good for Christmas. What about you? Yeah, yeah. I I did all the kids' stuff in November, so I'm oh. good. It's just now like the in-laws and, you know, yeah, my cousin's kids and, and things like that. But, you know, like We're Friday. just doing like Dirty Santa or uh, Chris Kindle. Oh, that's good. We're not doing big ones. Yeah, that's good. Dirty Santa or bad Santa? Am I being a bit ba- rude? I think you're being rude. It's oh, bad Santa. It's new for me. Nadine, turn it up. Listen, anyway, today <laughs> let's get into it this was, one. Yeah, epic, epic, epic chat. We covered all the things to do with raising girls, things down to like stranger danger with predators and how to yep. cope with that. Talking about body image, body safety. Someone might have had a big cry, not saying who. Well, we're talking about how <laughs> the generation that we grew up in was all about beauty and yeah. how that's the most important thing. But how do we change how that? How do we turn it on its head? How do the grandparents change it as well? Mm. Relationships with the daughters, how do we communicate? Yeah, longevity, how to open up those communication channels and make sure that we're always staying connected. It's hard. It's yeah. not, an, as we've learned, it's not an easy fix, mm-hmm. but uh, Casey's got about, a lot of tools. Yep, gentle parenting and oh, punishment. Gosh, like yes. There was so much that we actually had to cut this down into two parts. Yes, absolutely, um, and well worth sending on to anyone with girls because mm-hmm. let me tell you it's no walk in the park and as everyone tells me it just gets harder as they get older so you so just wait so strap in let's get into it yeah maybe grab a box of kleenex if you know what's good for you yeah <laughs> and your notepad and paper <laughs> there's some hot tips coming your way we are 
very honoured, hashtag blessed, especially with my current <laughs> situation with my daughter, to have the maverick of Raising Girls yep, that's with right. us today, Casey Edwards. She is the co-author of How to Raise Girls Who Like Themselves and Mum of Two. Welcome to the show, the podcast. Yeah, Welcome to the podcast, Casey. Thank you for having me on. It's really a pleasure to speak to you and your listeners. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I know a lot of our listeners have little girls, so we've done the Raising Boys yeah. uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago. And they love that. Absolutely loved it. Um, I feel like boys can be, you know, a little bit of a tough kind of well, not to crack. we're females, right? Well, so we t- don't understand. Absolutely. But then I feel like the girl element, people were so excited to hear this chat because as mothers, sometimes we kind of take the lead in terms of parenting just because we like to carry a heavy load in our lives. And, and we're raising mini-me's and that's scary. That's so scary. Yes. It is. And it's because we know how hard it is to actually be a girl and a woman, right? Yeah. 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 And the struggles we went through. Yes. And that was the motivation behind writing the book. It was when my first daughter, Violet, was born, and she's 14 now. It was my biggest desire for her was I wanted her to grow up liking herself Mm. more than I did when I was growing up. Yeah. Because I just grew up with this sense of never being good enough. I always felt inadequate. Mm. And I felt like I shouldn't have felt like that. Like I ticked all the boxes. I did everything I was supposed to do. And I still grew up not liking myself very much. And I didn't know how to raise a girl to like herself because if I'd parented her the way I was parented, then it would probably be the same. Yeah, same outcome. Um, Yeah. So my husband, Dr. Christopher Scanlon, and I, that became our own personal project to research how we could do that for our girl. And then we started talking about it and other people wanted to know. So that's why we put it into a book. Yeah, and I think it's only until you have that girl, like birth and have a little, um, go through that process and you you look at her and she's so tiny and you're just like, I just want to protect you. I just just want to do do the best. I want to change everything wrong. You have, you know, the next generation to learn from everything we've I just remember saying to Nathan, I just never want her to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> but she's going to have to be. I, like, and I know, and I know that, I know but that. deep so in the hormones of both part. Yeah, and I think this is the whole reason why we want to talk to you. So we want to get some tips and practical ones that we can implement today and in the future and just the wording around things. But as we were saying before, you have written one of the most thought-provoking books in our opinion mm. and, like, we just think it's an essential parenting book that this generation sure. needs to know about. Parenting is obviously very hard, and I know a lot of my friends' daughters find parenting very difficult at times. Mm. We get all six-year-olds up to 18, like the whole journey we've got it in our office. It just seems to get easier yeah. in ways and then harder in ways. Harder in ways. <laughs> I know my dad's like, oh, you just wait. You just wait till she's a teenager. What you did to me. And I'm like, but, Dad, I was the good child in, like, mm. all of my friendship group. That's what I was like, Exactly. Mm. So, But I guess what do you think makes girls so complex? Like why are girls particularly hard? And raising girls, yeah. I think, actually, I know, it's we are taught a set of rules, how to be a successful girl and how to be a successful woman. And these rules are presented to us as ladders. Do this and you will achieve what you want. You'll like yourself, you'll feel good enough, you'll be successful. But those ladders are actually snakes. And the harder we try to climb those ladders, be the good girls, the more we fall from our Mm. goals. And that's what became really clear to me when I was writing Raising Girls Who Like Themselves. And that process made me 
realize the things that I was getting wrong in myself as well. And also I was able to learn to like myself through that process by working out that I was pursuing the wrong goals. I was trying to like myself the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And just a really simple, it's not simple, but obvious (laughs) example is beauty, right? We are told that if you're beautiful, you will like yourself. Mm. So we pursue beauty. But the thing about beauty is that it is an external measure, right? Mm -hmm. Other people bestow beauty on you. And they also take it away from you, right? So when we define our self-worth and our identity on being beautiful, we are giving all our power away to other people to decide if we're good enough. Mm. And by definition, makes us insecure. If we're going to be secure and like ourselves, we have to define our identity on things that we control. Yeah. We have to our own standards. I agree with that. When I was growing up, yeah, I didn't understand the concept of you can be beautiful inside and out. I'm like, no, you can't. You just, beauty is on the outside. Like, like no one ever talked to me about actually the real beauty comes from being a wonderful person and giving it, you know, a friendly human being and doing all the right things. Mm. Like there's two parts to beauty. It's not just on the outside, but I was never taught how to understand that. Yeah. And there's such important conversations to have with our girls. We need to do two things. The first one is to broaden the definition of beauty because they're not going to escape beauty in this world, no, right? Certainly not. So my husband would say, Oh, that's a beautiful maths test result. <laughs> or you that was so beautiful the way you climbed the tree. Or that was a beautiful joke. So, you know, we're always trying to broaden the definition ah, of beauty. So instead of diminishing, you are broadening outside of just external. Okay, that's cool. But that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is reducing the importance of physical beauty in your daughter's life. Mm -hmm. See, the thing that we often get wrong, and this was certainly the thing that our generation of parents got wrong, was we think that we can build our girl's self-worth and make her like herself by convincing her that she's beautiful. And the way we convince her that she's beautiful is we tell her over and over again that she's beautiful, then one day she'll believe it, and then one day she'll have self-worth, oh right? Oh, gosh, when you put it like that, it's like that's never going to work. Uh-uh. <laughs> think about how many times we have been told mm. that we are beautiful over the course of our lives. That Dove campaign that has been watched millions and millions of times, telling people that we should all love the skin we're in. We tell our friends they're beautiful. They tell us we're beautiful. Mm. Social media is full of memes telling us we're all beautiful. And what is our body image like? Most women's body image is terrible. Terrible. Right? If it didn't work for us, mm. why on earth would we think that it was going to work for our girls? You've, you've and- really made me think there. <laughs> well, yeah, what is it about? Is it about using different words, saying, oh, you're, you're so strong, you're so, like, what are the words? Yes. So the first thing to understand is that when we keep talking about beauty, our girls will naturally grow up believing that their beauty is the most important thing about them. Hmm. So your daughter will most likely hear more comments about her appearance than everything else combined. So she's going to go up and go, oh, well, I have to be beautiful to be valued. I have to be mm. beautiful to be right? Yeah. People judge me and care about whether or not I'm beautiful. So she'll grow up with that assumption. And then she will go into a world where she will never be beautiful enough. Mm. No woman in our society is beautiful enough. And we saw that just a few weeks ago when all the trolls took down Margot Robbie and called her mid, right? 
we interviewed two supermodels for our book, real ones, and they both had terrible body images, yeah. right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, if they so can't be confident. Exactly. If they're not beautiful mm. enough, no one is. Yeah, right, right. right. So we tell our girls beauty is the most important thing and then we send them out into a world where they can't be beautiful enough. So you cannot That's... build your self-worth on physical beauty. The only way we can win the beauty game is to not play it, to absolutely toss the board and not play it. Yeah. And what I mean by that is put all of our focus on building our girls' identity on things that they can control, not on things that other people get to decide about them. Mm. That's their character, their perseverance, their kindness, their humour, the things that they do, Mm. the things that they think and the things that they say. And the way that we do that, quite simply, is just stop talking about beauty. Kids are attracted to where they get their attention from, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm not saying don't ever tell your daughter she's beautiful. In our house, we treat beauty as just a fact. Well, yeah, you've got two feet. You're beautiful. It's just what it is, right? Mm. But our girls also know we don't care about beauty. Of all the things that we love and value about our girls, beauty is not even on the list. And we actually have a rule in our house that we don't talk about how people's bodies look, good or bad, because it's not important. We only care about what bodies do. Yeah. And by diminishing the importance of beauty in your family, you can change the way your daughter sees herself and her self-worth. So when we were interviewing people for the book, we found, believe it or not, there are people in the world who have really good positive body images. Who are these people? I know, they're like unicorns, right? (laughs) And quite different. Some of them fit within the traditional definition of beauty. Others didn't. They had different levels of education. Mm. They all had one thing in common. Oh, my God, stop this. Every single one of them grew up in families that did not care about beauty. <gasps> okay. That's no debutante it. balls, no, like, pageants, none of, that, none of those <laughs> middle American <laughs> families, I bet. That's <laughs> right. They didn't talk about beauty. Yeah. It just wasn't one of the values of the family. That I, is the secret. That's something that really has to start from the beginning, right? Because with I look at you saying all this about the kind of throwing in the board with the whole beauty conversation. I feel like with my daughter, four and a half, that is such a mean feat. She is so centralized and locked in on that Disney definition of beauty. Every outfit needs to don a tutu on top or she's not in her words, beautiful. She has to be wearing a hair clip or a headband or she's not beautiful. And no matter how many times I say, but look, mummy's in pants. Doesn't mummy look beautiful? She just looks at me and goes, no. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> be honest you. I'm like straight oh, out of the mouth of babes. Um, but I, I don't want to I don't want to blame Disney here or Snow White or Cinderella. There it is. I mean, they, they, they grow up watching these kind of old school definitions of damsels in distress who are always wearing beautiful gowns who get saved by princes and I'm like, I am just so fundamentally but they do offended put those by all statements at the start of all the oh, Disney but they, shows. Eva can't now. read, but I know really she help. can't read, but she's like, well, we've changed <laughs> our opinion since this was, but we're still going to show Look, it to you. Look, anyway. she still loves Elsa and Moana and the real heroine uh, Disney led yeah, movies, yeah. Um, but it doesn't, Elsa's still wearing a dress the whole bloody movie. And, yeah. and so the, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. And I think we need to be really careful about not demonizing the feminine. 
Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, when girls wear, you know, shorts and climb trees and play with trucks, we go, yeah. Mm. And then when they wear princess dresses, we go, oh, no, that's bad. And by doing that, we're teaching girls that being boys is better than being girls, yeah. right? Oh my or masculine so is better than feminine. And that's so not tricky. the case. My daughter, my oldest daughter, wore a princess dress to kinder every single day that she went, right? Yeah. But it's about the fun of it. Dressing up, you mm. do it because it's fun. It's creative. When you spin around, the skirt goes out. Mm. But you do it because you want to be a princess like Moana or like Elsa mm. or Anna. Princesses who are leaders, princesses who have power, princesses who save people, who do really cool magic. Yeah. Not princesses who just sit there as passive objects waiting to be admired. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand yeah. it. <laughs> When you talk about princesses with your daughter, mm. talk about the things that princesses do. And I would consider just not watching the old stuff. Yeah. Watch the new yes. stuff. It's better anyway. Yeah. There's some really great books about princesses who do stuff, like um, The Princess in Black by Shannon and Dale Hale. Julia Donaldson has got a great book, yes. The Flying Doctor, it's about a princess. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of princesses who do stuff. And so start talking stuff. about those things. <laughs> Instead of get stuff done for them, basically. That's right. And also if your daughter is in a princess dress, let her play as if she was in leggings and a T-shirt, right? Because yeah. that's how we can also make our girls objectify and be passive. Oh, I'm so pretty. I can't go in the sandpit. No, go in the sandpit. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love the creativity angle you're putting on it. Like their life is a painting and they can be as artistic as they want. They can wear whatever, as colourful as they want, but it's not about being beautiful or pretty. Yeah. Um, and the same is with makeup or hair clips or dressing up. You do it because it's fun. Mm. It's like face paint. So that was my next you question. So my daughter often just walks in when I'm tanning or putting, you know, fake eyelashes on or doing my, you know, dyeing my eyebrows and I look like a crazy woman. Um, but what do, what do I say when she kind of looks at me and goes, what are you doing? Or even shaving legs, the producer Sim was saying yeah. before, like, how do you, what do you say? Like, what are you doing? How do you communicate around like, that with yeah, them? That yeah, that my skin isn't, like, I have to change the colour. I don't like my, this. My like, I like it when I have a bit of glow. Yeah. Um, tricky. Yeah. Okay, so it's not about disguising flaws. It's not about fixing yourself. It's about the creativity and the fun of using your body as a canvas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's art. When she goes to the school fate and she gets a butterfly on her yes. face, yes, what so you're doing is the adult version of that. Wonderful. Maybe you should do Love a few that. butterflies Maybe before should, work just yeah. to really broaden what you're doing. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Um, I love that. When she wants to put makeup on her face, that's fine too because it's play and it's creativity and it's her choice. Expressing herself. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it's expressing themselves, not trying to be beautiful. I think we can guide the wording around that as in, yeah. you know, isn't it great that you are being so creative with that? With your makeup with today. With your makeup, or... it's with your eyeshadow. Eva's got this makeup carriage that was like her reward yeah. for being a good girl and she's it's just her most prized possession it's from Kmart. Highly recommend if anyone wants to get a gift for their four or five-year-old. Um, and she sits there and just does the eyeshadow and the lipstick. And I've read enough of your reports and books over the years to kind of know about the creative angle. So I kind of have been starting to say to her, I love the way that you've used that on your eyes. It's so amazing. It looks really great and like you've been so creative. Well done. Like I, I kind of steer away from that pretty and beautiful because it just gives me the ick to be honest. 
Yes. And it is creative. I mean, mm. you look at some people on Instagram and the makeup they do, it's amazing. It oh my is gosh, art. it is. It is. So you need to be careful about never telling your daughter that she's beautiful because yeah. then she'll go, oh, no one says it because I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it's just not important. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's just not something that you focus on. And look, when kids do objectify early, so that's what's happened with your daughter, Olivia. She, yeah. instead of seeing her body as something for her, something that she can do to use to play and have fun and just live life, yeah. she's learned that her body is an object for other people to admire and judge, oh, right? God. And that's really early. It can be undone. At four, you can definitely un- undo it. Okay. And the concern about her objectifying at that age is she's not able to think critically about it. Mm. But what has happened, I suspect, is that there is an influential person in her life who is really, really focused on beauty. Mm. And if I'm going to have a guess, I would say a grandparent. I think you'd be right. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's probably my mum. Yeah, so we look, we have many questions to come about the grandparents and we'll and yeah. we'll tackle that in a second. But one thing I just while we're talking about Eva and, and I loved how you just described it where she's self-objectifies early. So I was I think I cried to Nadine when this first happened because she's four and a half. Like just to really put that in perspective, she's four and a half. I expected this kind of chat at 12 maybe, but she came into my room. I really don't want to get upset here, but she came into our, my room and said, um, oh, sorry, God, oh. <laughs> but she doesn't like her curly hair. Sorry. And do you want to finish it? Um, so that she said to Olivia that she doesn't like her curly hair and wants straight hair like Olivia. She doesn't okay. like her face. She doesn't <laughs> want to look in the mirror. So, yeah, that was just really hard to hear. So a couple of things. First of all, every woman with curly hair wants straight hair and every woman with straight hair wants curly hair. So that bit's normal. Secondly, at four, she wants to be you, right? So one of the reasons she wants straight hair is because little girls want to be exactly like their mum. Yeah. All right, so that bit in perspective too. But the other bit is, her looking in the mirror and judging her beauty is something that she's learned, yeah. but it's also something that she can unlearn, okay? Yeah. So I would be saying to her, you are you. You are you. You do you. Everybody is different. We're all different. We're all amazing. Everybody is a good body and let's do you. Yep. But then start changing the conversation. Now, grandparents are extremely influential when it comes to a girl's age. And that's good news and bad news because they can be really protective. If you have grandparents that don't care about how you look and they just want to play with you because you are fun and awesome, then that can really strengthen a girl's body image. But if you have grandparents who are continually commenting and remarking on your beauty, positive or negative, that can be really damaging. And when I spoke to a psychologist who specialises in body image problems and eating disorders, she said almost every single one of her patients has a grandparent story. And the reason for that is that grandparents have authority and status within families. Yes. What they say to children matters. My mum, I think, not knowing your mum, but I suspect (laughs) they're quite similar. And my mum, if she's not talking about how someone looks, she's not talking. Yeah, yeah. 
and they and don't mean I, it. It's just they. It's a different era of parenting. They yes. just don't know what we know. What we, exactly. Yeah. Do you have any advice on how we can approach yep. that conversation with? Yeah, Mama. and it's not, you're not going to like it. You have to have a conversation. And I had it with my mum and it really did not go well. Yeah, right. Um, I have it repeatedly. But the thing is, it is too important not to have it. Yeah. Your daughter's body image is going to affect every aspect of her life. And so we need to be brave enough as parents. Our girls need us to be brave enough to protect them from those messages that are so toxic. Mm. They are poison to our girls. So I said to my mum, please do not discuss anybody's appearance in front of my girls, good or bad. Mm. And she was very offended. Yeah. And she said, but when I compliment someone for losing weight, it's the height of compliment. Oh, it's the nicest thing I can gosh. say. And I said, well... <laughs> I can, you might see it like that, but what you are teaching my girls is that bodies are something to be observed, judged, and that it matters, right? And I do not want them to learn that lesson. You don't have to agree with me, but please respect my wishes and do not talk about how bodies look in front of my girls. And look, there's been times where, where I do have to jump in and change the conversation because mum just can't help herself <laughs> because that's how she talks. Yeah. Are there and any so, other words we can give them to if they oh, still yeah. they feel they have to just compliment their grandchild? Um, yeah, are there how any can other we guide them? They can- I'm going to give you, you can put it in your show notes, it is a guide on how to talk to little girls. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. because in fairness, it's really hard not to talk about girls' beauty. Yes. Because little girls are beautiful. And you see them in a princess dress and flowers in their hair and they oh are God, gorgeous. They're stunning. Also, they're perfect, but you can't say. Of course, that's <laughs> what we think about. And also yeah. we think about it because that's what was said to us. Yeah. But the thing is, little boys are gorgeous too. Yeah. And we can think of other things to say to little boys, right? Yeah. So with some thought and a little bit of preparation, we can talk to kids, talk to girls about other things. So I'm going to give you a list of conversation starters. And look, talk about what are you doing today? What did you do yesterday? What did you have for breakfast? What book are you reading? Um, See that chair over there? How fast can you run to that chair and back? You know, that's what we say to boys. Why can't we say that to girls? Yeah, yeah. Is it bad that I sometimes say to my well, I know what you're going to say, maybe, that I call Max handsome. Oh, you look so handsome. Or So I just should just stop that sort of, like, look, you know, when they it, smarten up it, and we're going out and go, oh, you look, you look handsome. It's different for boys because the world does not objectify yeah. them the way it objectifies girls. Mm. So every time Max leaves the house, someone's not commenting on his appearance, right? Mm. So he identity isn't built on whether or not he's handsome whereas unless we intervene exactly you're right unless we intervene our girls identities will be so that means we have to work really hard Mm -hmm. to counter all that social pressure out of out there that is going to tell our daughter that she's a doll and not a very good one Mm. yeah I think about sometimes family interactions I know we have family friends we see all the time and when you're meeting them and Eva's walking up to them, because they've kind of got nothing else to say, oftentimes they do fall back to, oh, look at that beautiful dress, Eva. I love your tutu. You look so gorgeous. And I understand why they go there because 
they haven't even spoken to her yet and they want to open with something, right? Yeah. And they feel like they're doing yeah. the right thing. Is it from a front, because you, you can't have these kind of um, conf- confrontational chats with everyone. Is it worth yeah. having something up our sleeves as the parents? So maybe it's something that they are ready to show them. So, hey, guys, look, Eva's got this amazing new sticker book she wants to show you just to kind of, I, I don't know, I'm thinking of, of ways to break the ice without having to go back to a chat about how she looks every time. Yes, well, because you can't sit down and talk to everyone no. about don't, don't copy my daughter's beauty. Stop, 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 just- everyone, don't talk about how pretty she looks. <laughs> Like a crazy person. That's not going to work. Yeah. Um, people, they mean well, of right? Course. So you don't want to yeah. offend them. No. Try deflecting. Yes. So if she comments on your daughter's dress, say, and it's so good when she's on the swing because it swishes around. Yeah, right. Okay. Pivot. Comment on the dress. And it's really good when she climbs trees because, you no, know, she can move her legs. Yeah, it doesn't get like in the that. way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, talk about it in context of something that she does. Okay. The other day um, my neighbour told my daughter that she was beautiful and Chris says, and she's reading chapter books now, her reading's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so just like tag on to the end of the yeah, sentence. Yeah. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so pretty. And, I'm, and she's so smart. And she's so you clever. Say what she's she wrote today, Brady. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's great. Research, those unicorns, they interacted with society too, right? Yeah. So the research shows the most impact is in the home. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And, of course, it's complicated and every kid interacts differently and there's no 100% foolproof strategy. Yeah. But that's what we can control and we should do everything that we can within the, the bounds of our control to build our girls' identity and self-worth on things other than beauty. Yeah. Yeah, on their ability and things they can control. Makes yeah. so much yeah. sense. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to pause the episode there. This was too important of a chat to edit down into your normal 30 minutes. We have to make this a two-parter. Oh, think? yeah, yeah. We laughed. I cried. You cried a <laughs> I bit. cried too. I, I just cried quietly. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, how important, I don't want to cry again, how important is the work that she's doing? Oh, it's incredible. It's like changing generations. Yeah, pioneering this kind of new generation of parenting where we're learning to like ourselves and we're stopping the, the trauma that we all kind of suffered through. I mean, we may not even know, but I bet you there's some trauma there somewhere. We've all got it. <laughs> it's just such important work that she's doing to just make sure that no one ever feels yeah. badly about themselves. And I think we've cut it in half because there was so much, a lot in My, that yeah. podcast, this, this first half, that even just... I think I'm going to go back and listen to it again and I can't wait to get home tonight and look at my children and see what I can do differently. Mm, my goosebumps had goosebumps. Mm. Do that. So, yeah, part two, <laughs> pencil it in next Tuesday. It's, yeah, it's a ripper. It's a ripper. Yes. See you then, guys. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.